to another What's Up podcast. I'm Becca Martin-Brown, the Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And boy, am I excited. I say that to you every time. I have Ed McClure here with me from Arkansas Public Theater, and we get to talk about Season 35, which begins with the Summer Musical. 35. I remember the first ones. (laughs) We're getting old. That's right. That would make me... 37, right? Right, and I'm 34. That's correct. And we all believe this. And he's a lawyer. You have to trust him. Okay, so the first year, what were the shows? Do you remember what the shows were for the first year of Rogers Little Theater? I can. I don't know. I'll remember them in order. You don't have to. Um, Barefoot in the Park. Barefoot in the Park was the first. Um, We did Inherit the... No, we did... um, Gosh. Was uh, Tribute that year? Or th- Tribute was the second year? I think it may have been. No, it was the second year. We did Barefoot in the Park. We did Godspell. And we did Hello, Dolly. I know that those were the, that was the first season. And there was maybe one or two others in there that I don't remember. I always tell people when we look at the beautiful Victory Theater on all the wonderful things APT has now, that I remember designing lights for a show in the old Lane Hotel and hoping it wouldn't burn down while we were doing the show. Yeah. That was tribute. <laughs> that was tribute. And those were the, the lights that were in the number 10 coffee cans. Yes. And, and uh, that it was an old folks lights. home at the time. So burning it down would have been a really bad idea. Yeah. For folks that don't know, that is now what's Haas Hall in historic downtown That beautiful Rogers. building. <laughs> That's right. So it's all turned out fine. So should we... Should we make them wait, or should we tell all of them at the beginning here? Uh, it's your podcast, Becca. You, you, we, we're, we all just circle around you, so you tell us. I think we're going to make them wait. I think we're going to deliver them in order. The first show is one I never thought I would see on a season where Ed McClure was artistic director. It's a little show called Sweeney Todd, and it's a Sondheim. He's not a big fan. But it's a great show. It's a great show. Um, it's so dark. It's so dark. It's really different. I mean, it's really different. Uh, it has The music's more, every bit as hard as Sondheim. It's very hard music. Um, but unlike a lot of other Sondheim things, it has a linear story sort of from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Unlike Into the Woods or un- unlike um, uh, Sunday in the Park with George where it's like sort of Act 1 is this and then Act 2 is something mm-hmm. different. This is very much a linear story, and that is really compelling. Um, Our musical director, Lisa Otten, is really a huge fan of the show, and she's the one that uh, got us thinking about it, and I got really excited. And I really enjoyed the movie version. And for all she does, she should get to have big input in a show. Definitely. She has input on all of my musicals. Because she's amazing. She is. Then we get into the so-called straight plays, the non-musicals, all of which, except the Christmas show, are new, straight off of Broadway, or never been produced up here. Speaking of which, if you know whether Sweeney Todd's been done in Northwest Arkansas ever, will you give me a call, please, or email me? Because we're trying to figure out, I don't think it's ever been done up here before. I I have been season ticket holders at Walton Art Center, and I don't remember ever seeing it there. 
which is the only place. And you and I discussed the fact that I started law school in 19... <laughs> and, uh, About the same time I started going the, to school there. And the universe, and I started attending University Theater, and I don't recall seeing it there either. So I would love to know. The second show is a new show by Kenneth Lonergan called The Waverly Gallery. And I wish I was a good enough actress to carry this show. This is a, this is a great show. Um, anyone that's ever had aging parents or aging relatives, it's a very sweet, tender story, uh, very poignant. But just how we deal with our older relatives and what their place is in our lives and how we can make their end of life meaningful. I think it's going to be a wonderful show. That's the end of October, 1st of November. It's and then the Christmas show is Christmas Story. That's right. Um, this Which is our. I have come to love. I'd never seen it till I saw it on your stage. Well, this will be our fifth production of Christmas Story. We do it every third year, um, and we have been fortunate in the past that uh, uh, Daisy Outdoor Products has sponsored it for us the last four times we did it. When you do a Red Rider show. Yes, that's right. And uh, Daisy actually has one of the original leg lamps that was used in the movie. Um, John Ford, who is, uh, who's a great man and who's, who's, who's been a, on the board and past president of Arkansas Public Theater, um, he was director of marketing for Daisy and got to go up and watch the movie being, being filmed at the time. And they gave Daisy one of the three leg lamps that they used in filming the movie. And Daisy has that at their, at their museum. And uh, they let us put it in our, in our box office to draw attention. Super cool. So can we say this? We talked about whether we were going to talk about this. This will not be the musical. This, no, is not the musical version. This is, this is the version that the folks that wrote the movie that they, that they created. And it's very true to the movie and has the spirit and the sincerity um, that the, the, sweetness. the movie has. The sweetness. And it's, you know, it's all about the kids. It's all about Ralphie. Um, you know, and we have been so blessed with our productions. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine that this will be the fifth time that, uh, that we're doing it um, because, you know, uh, some of our Ralphies, um, uh, one of my Ralphies is a senior in college right now. One um, of your Ralphies is in college in New York. Yes, and, uh, uh, and one of my Ralphies just played Brad in Rocky Horror at his college, and his mom sent Aww. me a picture of him <laughs> in his corset. <laughs> okay, i got to go lie down now. Yeah, it was, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how the kids grow up. And then the February musical. So excited about this one, Saturday Night Fever. Whether you're a mother or whether you're a brother, you're staying alive, staying alive. I'm thinking of our costumer, Ilya Rivera, going, what? White suits? <laughs> That's right. She's amazing. That's right. This is actually, Saturday Night Fever um, was uh, made into a musical. It didn't do uh, uh, strong box office on Broadway. And then, it, and then the, uh, Robert Stigwood and some others went in and sort of retooled it. And it had a, an amazing run at North Shore Theater um, up east and has really uh, sort of picked up steam. It's got a really... Uh, Is it going to look like the movie to us? Yeah, very much so. Okay. And, it's, and it's, all the, it's all the music that was in the movie. And it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And it's great to go back to the 80s. And then we go into three straight shows, one of which happens to be titled Straight White Men. And I'm fascinated by this one, too. The blurb says, when Ed and his three adult sons come together to celebrate Christmas, they enjoy cheerful trash talking, pranks, and take out Chinese. Then they confront a problem that even a happy family can't solve. When identity matters and privilege is problematic, what is the value of being a straight white man? It is... 
This script is probably one of the most confusing things that, that I have read in a long time. <laughs> That's great. Because you would think the title would be that the play is about something else. The fact of the matter is the play was written uh, by young Jean Lee, and she became the first Asian uh, American woman to have a play produced on Broadway. Oh, wow. And her point of view is very much um, not that she is um, being sarcastic about four straight white men, but it's very insightful because what we don't, what, what's not in the description and what we find out is <clears throat> these um, three boys were raised by a very progressive mother and taught them very well. So they are um, on the right side of things uh, if you just sort of take a sort of left of center point of view um, uh, as, as some folks might. Um, but they still have their doubts and they still have their, their concerns and they still have um, their, their failures even though they sort of grew up in privilege. This is one of those shows that we talk about where you'll go home talking about it, it sounds like. You absolutely will, because in addition to sort of these deeper uh, thoughts and these, these themes that run through it, these are three brothers and their dad reuniting for Christmas and their roughhousing and, and you know, punching each other in the arm and, and, and just Being having a great up. time. Yeah, yep. The next one, okay, if you saw A Doll's House Part 2, that playwright, Lucas Nath, has a show on this season's announcement that I'm super excited about. It's called Hillary and Clinton. It's a very provocative title. Isn't it? Very provocative. Imagine an alternative universe where it's the year 2008 in a place called New Hampshire. And, in a uh, place called the United States that might or might not look like the one in this universe. That's exactly right. And a woman named Hillary, um, who was married to a former president, is wanting to be president. It completely turns what we know about history on its ear. It is hilarious. It's thought-provoking. It really um, sort of gives a different take on how things turned out the way they did. And interestingly to me, you know, they science is beginning to accept that there might be alternate universes where you step two steps sideways and it's completely different. So this could be that one. It could be really thought-provoking. And then, of course, the next one is going to be close to the heart of every real journalist, the lifespan of a fact. This is an amazing script, and this is... Um ripped from today's headlines, if you will. It, you know, the story, the, the context of the show is what happens when fact and fiction merge and become what we accept as the news. Mm -hmm. And it is a compelling story, but it is hilarious. Well, the premise is that this writer has a great story, but the fact checker find some things that don't add up until you give up the great story are the facts the truth well the the writer is pretty much telling the story but he likes themes and he likes alliteration and he likes things in three and so he sort of creates these facts that are not true at all that probably don't matter that much 
But still, is that honest? Is that pure? Is that really journalism? Boy, I'm looking forward to that one. And then the summer musical for 2021. No, not the summer musical, but the spring musical for 2021. No, it'll be the summer musical. Summer musical. I always get confused. Is an oldie but a goodie that is so fun. Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. That's right. Who doesn't love a good story about a whorehouse, right? I've been singing it. I can't get it out of my head. We did a gridiron skit a hundred years ago called Best Little Church House on TV. And now I have that stuck in my head and I can't get rid of it. Thank you. (laughs) This is a script that we have wanted to do for a very long time. And I won't say who from your organization I contacted when we were thinking about doing it to find out would your newspaper run an ad for such a show and I was told no. <laughs> How long ago was that? It was a, it was a long time okay. ago. It was a long time ago. But this show was Our so Our computer doesn't even flag courthouse. <laughs> That's awesome. Um that when it came out it was so provocative just because of the the title, but it is the sweetest, happiest, oh, funniest Mona. story. There's a song mm-hmm. 20 fans churning that I love. Were, uh-huh. I can't wait for that show. So I'm sure people wonder, how do you choose a season? And we've talked about this before, but not in a podcast. What kinds of things? I alluded to Harry Blundell, who was director forever of Art Center of the Ozarks, who always said, you can't make dinner until you see what's in the refrigerator. But you said you don't really have to worry about that. Well, I... I always tried to listen to what Harry Blundell said because <laughs> he's the he's the reason that we have arts and live theater in Northwest Absolutely. Arkansas. Um, I that is exactly right, and probably at the time when Harry made that statement, Arts and the Ozarks was the only game in town, and not necessarily everybody loved theater. You know, the the whole art scene has completely expanded. We have done we have just sort of stepped out on faith on a lot of our scripts that we hoped that we could get somebody to play the part, that we, you know, hoped the right person would show up. And we've just been so lucky that that has happened. And sometimes you haven't ever seen this person before until mm-hmm. they show up Absolutely. and blow you away. Mm-hmm. There's a guy named Rusty Turner, who's the editor of this newspaper, who showed up for Jesus Christ Superstar he, and blew everybody away. That's right. And, and Rusty, um, we determine, gets to play all of the P roles. He played Pontius Pilate. And now in Newsies, he's paying, playing Pulitzer. We should talk about Newsies for just a second. Sure. How's it going? We're going to come back and talk about it again. But when I saw the Disney version, I thought you'd lost your mind finally. Well, you would be correct. Okay. It, there is a lot uh, a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts in that show. Um, it is a huge dance show. And it is primarily cast with um, young men and boys. <laughs> And right. so, which is notoriously hard to get in theater. Yeah, we've got an amazing group of young men that are that are doing the show. I, I will be so very tired after a long day of work, and then go to rehearsal. And the minute I see some of those little guys come in, and they are so excited, and they've got their, you know, they just got their dance shoes in the mail, and they're so, you know, they're just, it's just a delight. It's it's just so much fun, and it's got great music. I mean. You and I remember the movie version. Probably a lot of folks don't know that there was actually a movie version of this show. Most people recognize the Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. Netflix uh, version that was filmed on Broadway. But uh, 
it uh, it's got some amazing amazing songs in it, um, and it's just kind of epic. And I, I love shows that um, even though they're they're based on some sort of historic event, you know, they're clearly fictional, but they weave in you know. Uh, uh, Joseph Pulitzer and Teddy Roosevelt, who was then the governor of New York. So I love that weaving of fiction and and fact. Now um, I'm hoping that the general premise is your newspaper is important, right? Yeah, your newspaper is important, but your but most especially the people who work for those newspapers are very important. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming in to talk to us about the season. The season is being announced Friday evening, so by the time you hear this, it will be public knowledge, and then we can all go, ooh. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us.